Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile, with a special holiday message. If you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of our plans, even unlimited. Now, I realize this is more of a holiday offer than it is a holiday message, but if you read between the lines, you can see a message in there. It says we love you. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch for the offer. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. Peace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. He gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father who has delivered us from this power of darkness, from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. I want to talk to you guys about a particular topic that uh, um, I know as a Christian, I've been saved since I was about uh, uh, 13, 12, 13 years, maybe so. I became born again. I was actually still in high school. And um, I remember um, being in, uh, yeah, about 16 years old, pardon me, 16, I believe it was. In high school, first year, I believe, in high school when I got saved. And um, I remember having to deal with one of the first things that, uh, as a Christian, was my anger. And I got that from a result of how I was treated as a young man um, in Vienna. And uh, that was very one of the very first things that God took away. But still, I had to work out my salvation, as the Bible talks about. And I remember the following day when I went to um, hand out tracks and witness and all that type of stuff, this guy uh, took back that I gave to him and uh, threw it in my face. I remember looking at him going, man, if you had done this yesterday. <laughs> that was just really funny. But um, as uh, uh, we see, when God changes us, when we become born again, we are translated from one kingdom to another. And I want to talk to you guys as to why are you serving God? Uh, we know that uh, the prosperity teaching, as they stated, there was a reasoning, there was reason behind the prosperity um, message. And I don't disagree with many of the teachings in the prosperity teaching, uh, but I think it's just, um, it is not the fullness of it all. I believe we focus a lot more on the prosperity par- part of it and we don't look at, uh, the gospel and the walk that you're called to as a whole. Prosperity is a part of the gospel. It's not the whole entire gospel. Um, healing is um, part of the gospel, but it's not the whole entire gospel. So we have to be able to take everything. The Bible tells us that we ought to study the word and show, to show ourselves approved. We ought to be wise tells us also that if you lack wisdom, ask, and God will give it to you. But you and I are all called to have a personal walk with God, and I believe that as we walk God, we are then, our gifts that are within us are revealed, and from this revelation, then we are able to operate and exist um, and uh, uh, get the revelation as to that gift. is. And the Bible says, within the gift, house the... Um, 
the faith for it, the grace also that goes with it. So God just didn't give it to you and then he left you alone. He gave it to you, but coupled with it as this force of the grace of God and um, the the anointing and all of the different things that came for, with that gift and the faith for it and so forth. And the reason why I want to talk to you guys about what is your reason for serving God? Um, a lot of uh, people are with God to get the things uh, from God. And we saw that um, the enemy, the Bible tells us, he's going around like a, uh, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The Bible tells us that the love of money, so money is not evil, but the love of it is. And so we have to understand certain principles within our Christian walk, within our Christian uh, experience. And when you look at uh, uh, Western Christianity, we focus a lot on the prosperity part of it. They're looking for the things, the land, the houses, all of these things that are perishable, if you wish. So uh, the Bible promises all of those things. But it also recommends and demands that you and I walk faith. And we have in our walking by faith, we are then having a relationship with God and the Holy Spirit that is within us. Based upon this relationship that is within us, the Bible says there are certain things that started to happen to us. And we started to um, uh, look like God. We started to exhibit gifts that are there that the Holy Spirit um, uh, starts to bring out of us, uh, the fruits of the Spirit, which it tells us. And that's how you and I ought to live. So I wanted to talk to you and bring to you a couple of things uh, concerning this prosperity teaching um, that is out there. But again, I am not against it. It's a person reason for us to become prosperous. The Bible tells us that um, we ought to be operating uh, through the gift of Abraham, the blessing as it's called. And the blessing of Abraham, the Bible begins to tell us what it is in Genesis. And we saw it's really funny when um, Lot and uh, Abraham separated and Abraham, Lot went one direction and then God tells Abraham, he says, um, take a look and wherever you look, it belongs to you. So even where Lot went belongs to uh, Abraham. So the Bible tells us that uh, the seed of Abraham, that you and I, this blessing, Shrekudang, all the way from um, Noah through um, Abraham, through Isaac, Jacob, and we found it. It was with Moses. Moses released it to Joshua. We saw it in Job. So uh, this blessing is for. And uh, when we look at the life of Job, I'm going to take you guys to a couple of things. In First, let me take you into the book of um, uh, Yasher. And uh, the book of Yasher, there's a story about um, uh, uh, brothers here where it talks about the enemy coming before um, God and questioning a- Abraham. I know it's not in the Bible, but I keep telling you guys um, at the Council of Nicaea, they got away with this particular book. But in the culture of Jesus and the disciples, the book of Yasher, the book of Jubilees was a part of their reading. And many of them have quoted these books as well, and it's in the Bible. So um, I tried to grab some things from there as well. And we have a conversation in the book of Yasher, chapter 22, where we see that um, Isaac and Ishmael, are having this conversation and Ishmael, um, and Isaac answered Ishmael saying, why do you boast to me about this? But a little bit of your flesh 
which thou didst take thy body concerning which the Lord commanded thee. And Ishmael was bragging about the fact that he got circumcised at the age of 13. And, um, uh, um, you know, he is saying, I guess he's arguing that he is, um, you know, he's giving God more than Isaac is. And so Isaac makes a statement and he says to him, The Lord liveth the God, my father Abraham. If the Lord should say unto my father, Take now thy son Isaac and bring him up an offering before me, I would not refrain, but I would joyfully uh, accede to it. And so it, we see that this conversation between Isaac and Ishmael was what prompted the testing or God asking Abraham um, to, to see if they would really fulfill what um, uh, Isaac said, including what, you know, he's looking to see where Isaac's heart is and where Abraham is. Watch this as we study because we see this again in the book of Job. And uh, you see, and the day arrived when the sons of God came and placed themselves before God. And Satan also came with the sons of God for the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said to Satan, What is thy word me concerning all the children of the earth? And Satan answered the Lord and said, I have seen all the children of the earth serve you, and remember you when they require anything from you. And when you give them the thing which they require of you, they sit at their ease and forsake thee, and they remember you no more. Hast thou seen Abraham, son of Terah, who at first had no children, and he served thee and erected altars to you wherever he came, and he brought up offerings upon you? And he proclaimed thy name continually to all the children of the earth. And now that he has his son Isaac is born to him, he has forsaken thee. He has made a great feast of all the inhabitants of the land, and the Lord he has forgotten. For amidst all that he has done, he has brought thee no offering, neither burnt offering, nor peace offering, nor oxen, lamb, nor goat, and all that he killed on the day that he had this feast. He had a big feast for his son when his son was weaned. Even from the time of his son's birth till now, in 37 years, he built not an altar before you, or brought any offering to thee, for he saw that thou didst give what he requested before thee, and he therefore forsook thee. So we're watching an account of what happened. Abraham has his son, and he hasn't really um, done any type of offering and all that stuff. And the devil is reciting everything. That means he was watching this man, and the devil is watching you and I. And the Lord said to Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Abraham? For there is none like him upon the earth, even though he's coming with all this stuff, negative things, if you will. He's not negative things. He's quoting the truth. He's telling God, this is what's happening. And so and the Lord looked at him and says, Have you really considered my servant Abraham? For there is none like him upon the earth, a thick and upright man before me, one that feared God and avoided evil. As I live where I say to him, Bring up Isaac thy son before me. He would not withhold him from me. Much more if I told him, Bring up a burnt offering before me from his flock of birds. 
And Satan answered the Lord and said, Speak then now unto Abraham, as thou hast said, and thou wilt see whether he will not this day transgress and cast aside your words. So we see that um, this guy is coming, the Bible calls him the accuser, and he's now saying to God, God is bragging about this man, okay? He's bragging about uh, Abraham, and uh, the enemy says, I want you to do me a favor, take away the things that you think that uh, all the things that he's asked you for and you're giving him, you gave him a son, everything that is valuable to him, take it away and he will not serve you. So let's take a look now at the book of Job. And we're going to take a look at Job chapter 2, and we're going to look at the account there of the enemy coming before God, and as it is their custom within the heavens. And so let's take a look in verse in chapter 2. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came along amongst them to present himself for the Lord. So we know he has to do the very same thing like all the others. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Satan answered the Lord, he said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And so we see the same picture. The Bible tells us he's doing the same thing today. He cannot change. He's This is his assignment. He's roaming back and forth to look to see what is our value. Why are we serving God? Is it for the things? So we see that uh, what is of value to you? I am his son. And so the enemy comes to, um, and he, God questions him. And the Lord said unto Satan, As thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like unto him in the earth, effect an upright man, one feared God, and astute evil, and still he holdeth fast his integrity, Though thou movest me against him, destroy him without a cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man has he will give for his life. Put forth thine hand now, and touch his bones, his flesh, and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, save his life. How did Job get into um, the devil's territory? How did he get into his hand? He got into his hand, as we see in the scriptures, by him living in a life of fear. Tells us this, he said, because uh, when uh, it gave the enemy opportunity, because when you and I live apart from the word, the Bible tells us to fear not. It tells us to be, to be anxious of nothing. You and I, by faith, as we keep the contract, because the Bible is a contract, as we keep and maintain our part of the contract, God has to honor the contract. Because you and I are allowing the flesh to control or allowing the enemies of our faith, which I've done a study on, and we give um, uh, opening to them. Because we are, we are living in a fearful state, we are uh, worried, we are acting out of all of these things that is not there contrary to the word of God because we are in there. The Bible is very clear as to what uh, has happened to us. And so the Bible says um, uh, that we are, you know, we are in the, the enemy's hands. It says, but put forth the, he says, and Satan answered the Lord and says, skin for skin, yea, all that a man has, um, he give his life. But put forth your hand, and uh, the Lord answered him and says, Behold, he is in your hand, 
And so you and I can prevent ourselves from being in the hand of the enemy by walking in the Spirit, not fulfilling the lust of the flesh, walking the fruits of the Spirit. But once you and I step out of that, we are in trouble. And when that happens, God said to him, you know, don't touch his life, but everything else. So God prevented him from killing this man because he would have killed him had God not said that. And so the enemy is looking to see whom he may devour. He actually wants to destroy you. And so you, I'm wanting to find out from you and I, what is our purpose serving God? Is it because of things? What is important to you? And so the enemy is coming and um, he is, his purpose to steal, kill, and destroy. The Bible tells us that that's what he does. And so uh, the question that I'm asking you and I, why are we serving God? We know that these men that teach from the um, uh, you know, prosperity message, which I believe in, I absolutely 100% believe in that because there's a purpose for that. And the purpose for that is that we would take uh, and ro- rule the world. As we know that in Isaiah 61, it tells us what the ministry of the church is. And that is why we want land, we need money, we need all of these things because we then will have the influence to change um, the systems and bring in the system of Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile with a special holiday message. If you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of our plans, even unlimited. Now, I realize this is more of a holiday offer than it is a holiday message. But if you read between the lines, you can see a message in there. It says we love you. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch for the offer. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. We're all looking to make more sustainable choices. But making your own shoes out of natural materials could pose a few challenges. At the Allbirds Innovation Lab, they're doing all the sciencey stuff, like research and testing to create shoes from natural materials, like leather made from plants, eucalyptus tree fiber, and sugarcane. It's not rocket science, it's shoe science. Allbirds is making shoes better than natural. They're supernatural. Find your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. That's A L L B A R D S dot com. Uh, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So the enemy is coming, but God knows the heart of these men. And he knew that it wasn't about the things that they served him. We know that um, you studied the, the story of Job. It's a man that is blessed by God and the blessing is in his life. And he is, um, he's living in fear. And when he, he was living in fear, and you'll study the, the, the book of Job, you'll see that he, he started coming back. The enemy used his friends to come and say all kinds of things to him. And then there's one, the preacher, that the young one that came. And we see that Job's life, he began to get back into faith. And once he got back into faith, and we see that the Bible tells us that he was blessed double than what was taken care of him. His, everything was restored to him. His family, his, his, um, he had a double, uh, blessing upon his life. And so the enemy is going to come and he's going to test you to find out what is your purpose in serving God? Is it to get things or is it just to get to know God? So this is a very powerful question because even though the Bible promises us so much stuff that we get, 
Christ became poor so that we become rich and all of these things. And so there's times that we are going to be in dark places. We are in those dark places. Are What are we there for? Are we there for the things serving God or the things? Are we just going to serve God for God? Let me give you some example in the Word of God. And so we see Paul's life. And um, according to the life of Paul, when you're looking at it from the Western civilization, Christianity, you would see this man and realize that according to Western Christianity, he's pretty much a failure, basically, because he is not rich. He is not attaining to all the things that they are saying that you should be attaining, have and have, because his life is absolutely a mess. And we see that uh, um, according, uh, again, I'm, I'm just trying to line him up according to what we are hearing about prosperity message. And yet Paul talks about this. And he says that, um, he says, in my ministry, it's a mess. He says, uh, let me take you guys to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And we're going to read uh, verses uh, 10 uh, on down to uh, 10. He says, we are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honorable, but we are despised. Even unto this present hour, we both hunger and thirst and are naked, and are buffeted, and have no certain dwelling place, and labor working with our own hands, being rivaled, we bless, being persecuted, we suffer it, being defamed, we entreat, we are made as the filth of the world, and are the off-scoffering all the things unto this day. So we are looking at this man's life and seeing according to Western Christianity, Paul should be a rich man. He should be having his private plane. He should be uh, traveling the world, preaching the gospel. And as I said, you know, in his private plane, uh, running from here to there, uh, um, putting pressure on the people to, to, to tithe and give and all this type of stuff that what we are accustomed to seeing. And yet this man is one of the most powerful people within the kingdom of God. And he changed nations. And the Bible tells us that um, there will be times that are there that are rough. But you're looking at Brother Paul and he's looking at his life and he knows why he's serving God. Not for anything. So Abraham went through his testing. He went and he offered his son up. The thing of value, the thing that was important to him more than all the cattle and all the things was his son. But man and his son went up into the mount that God told them to go and offered his son as a sacrifice so that the enemy can understand that this man was not serving God because of things, even his son. He was serving God because he loved God. He loved God. He had a relationship with God. All have a relationship with God. He's broke. He's destitute. But he's telling us that he has a relationship with God that is more valuable than anything that you and I can have. Anything that you can achieve. And the Bible tells us that you and I are going to have to come to place to understand and to to get to the core as to why are you with God? Are you there for just the things, 
but because he promises us a lot of things. Tells us that all things work to good for, for good for those who love him. He talked about us being rich. He talked about us being healed. He talked about us all of these things that are given to us and we have access to by faith. And so we have access to the blessing. We have access to the, uh, the blessing of Abraham, as, as the scripture says, um, that Jesus Christ became a curse um, for us so that we can have access to that blessing. And we have access to that blessing by faith. And what is the blessing of God? Um, the blessing of God is it brings wealth without any painful toil, the Bible tells us so. So there's lots of stuff. The wealth is for us to gain, and as I said, influence, so that when we speak, People will listen, and it's not just to spend on things, it is to change systems. But you have to know your God. The devil got to know that you know your God, that you are not in this just some things. Because when he came to Jesus Christ to tempt him, he brought him up to offer him some things. And at the end of the testing that he comes, Jesus makes the statement, he says, A man shall not live by bread alone, but every word. That proceeded out of the mouth of God. Man is not to live by things. He is more than that. The Bible calls us in the, in the book of Psalms gods. It also calls us kings and priests. We are of a royal blood. And so tells us that our father, he is the one that has given birth to us. And you and I have to realize that the things that these people are seeking and chasing, the houses and all of those things, not of value in the, when it comes to the kingdom of God. For he tells us, lay up not treasures down here. Your houses, your cars and all that stuff, those are treasures here. Land and all of it. He says, lay up your treasures up in heaven where you belong in the kingdom. And most of these uh, men and uh, women are focused on the things that here, this human, present human experience has to acquire things. Challenge them to take those things and do as the scripture says about the year of Jubilee, spending money, selling stuff and freeing the body of Christ. They pick things out of the scripture. Suffice for them. We are no longer under the, the um, uh, law anymore. We're under grace, you know. And I've thought about this, and I read an article re recently. One of these prosperity preachers saw the revelation that I saw many years ago. We are hiding is under the law, but it tells us that we are under grace. And on the grace, you are to give from a different space. You're giving because the Holy Spirit has led you to give X amount or whatever. And you are having this personal relationship with God, and He's able to guide you because you are in Him. And he may want you to give this and that. I'm not, I don't know, but it is out of your relationship. But these men and women have made us feel guilty. Because you can't give a tithe and offering because you may have been out of work uh, or so forth. Remember things like that when I was transitioning from one job to another. And my mother would give me a penny, give me a penny to give something when I was sitting down because we went to the same church and she would give me a few changes. Because she felt guilty for me that I didn't have anything to give. I, I was okay. I was in God. And these men made me feel guilty that I didn't have anything to give to God. But I have so much to give to God. I had to give him my obedience. I have to give him um, my my heart, my desires, prayers, the things of value. We have much to give versus these uh, pennies and, and stuff like that. 
But God will speak to your heart as to how much to give. Don't neglect, neglect that. But they make you feel as if you give money, you're not going to get anything from God. But that's not true. If you're obedient and walking by faith, the blessing is manifesting in your life. And you're, 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 you're okay. Many of the men in the Bible, we didn't read about them giving tithes and offering, but yet God blessed them. So it is really an interesting thing that Western Christianity uses to keep you and I in bondage. But the Bible says we are no longer under um, the law. And you can't parcel out what is under the law and what is not under the law. We have to look at the law as the entirety of it and grace as the same. And so people, a lot of these men, parcel out tithing and offering that is under the law and bring it to condemn you and I. But the Bible talks that the grace is freedom. So what is your purpose in serving God? Um, sorry about ranting about that. Take you to Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. Let me read it from Another translation under the, the King James says, Even though the fig tree have no blossom, and there be no grapes in the vine, even though the olive crop fails, and the fields lay lighty and barren, even though the flock die in the field, and the cattle barn are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. Sovereign Lord is my strength. He will be as sure-footed as a deer and bring me safely over the mountain. Even though the fig tree, these are all things that we were listening to, all wealth and uh, common things. And he, even though he is poor as ever, not having anything, he's looking at his God and worshiping his God. Are you serving God for things? Are you serving God because he's God? So this is a really interesting question because you have to begin to look at yourself and take away the mask, the purpose of you serving God. Is it because you're afraid that you are going to go in hell? What are you serving God? Because they use that, they use fear to get you and I there. But is it because you love him? I mean, the world needs to see us in love with God because that's what they're missing. They're missing love. But we are judgmental, and we judge them for everything. If we're judging, God says, you will be judged. He warns us that we ought not to do that. The Bible tells us that he warns us to live by faith and to, and to let love be our guiding force. Because if he is the God of love, then one of the very first fruits and things that you and I have to live from is love. And so if the people, the world, this dark world that is being ruled by Lucifer, he rules them with a heavy hand. He keeps them broken. But in God, there is a healing bomb. In God, we love and we give him all that he wants. We worship him because he is God, not because of things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That is the principle that we have to look at. And the things will show up. But the importance of that scripture is not on the things. The importance of that scripture is on God and what his kingdom is about. Because you and I are now a part of this kingdom. We are God's sons. The Bible says, but we lack knowledge and because of that we're going to die like mere men. You and I have to realize who we are in Christ, in God, what he has done for you and I. And that all these things that they're chasing and they're preaching for us to change, is not of value when we die. It is not, it doesn't give us influence in the sense of uh, where we're buying 40 cars and all this nonsense. 
is simply um, things of the that they desire that to me to have some of those things because you have to uh, look at your life and see what is the richness of it what is you know, the picture of your life what is your purpose with all these things that you're chasing you know uh, when you come and you look at the body of Christ suffering and you have millions and millions and the people that are in your church suffering that cannot even pay their bills I think something is wrong at that place and so you need to start evaluating yourself and these leaders in light of the Word of God. What are you serving God for? Are you serving Him because you want things? Or are you serving Him because you want Him? The Bible is asking you guys that question. He showed us an example that the enemy is interested in those people that have all these things. God did not take those things away from Job. Nor did he take those things away from Abraham. In fact, Job got more things after he got his life correct with God. He began, he says to God, he says, teach me uh, to hold my tongue and all these things. He saw himself coming out of faith. And once he returned to God, because he was in the hand of the enemy, God said, look, he's in your hand, but don't touch him, don't kill him. And so when, you know, uh, he realized, yeah, he is in my hand because he, he's, you know, living a life of fear has given me the opportunity and um, he's on my ground. And because he's in my ground, I can have and do whatever I will. God stopped him and says, don't kill him. And so God is looking at you and I to see why are we serving him? Because we have things. The enemy is looking at you to see why you're serving God. And he's going to question God just like he questioned him with Abraham, just like he questioned him. Job. That person is serving you because of if you take away those things, they're gonna curse you to your face because they don't know you. They don't, you know, gonna curse you. And because you give them these things, and you know what he's basically saying to God is that you're giving these things because every time they ask you for something, you give it to them. They're giving you these things because that's how you them. And God is showing to the enemy, showing to Satan, nope, these ones here. Love me because of me, not because of the things. And when you have proven that, God can trust you with more things because he now knows that, and you now know, the enemy now knows, that you are not interested in those things, you and your strength from God. Habakkuk 3.19, the Lord is my strength. He is my source of courage, my invincible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like hinds feet and maketh me walk forward, spiritual confidence. And my high places of challenge and responsibility, Habakkuk 3.18. Got to know God, not about the things. Stop worrying about the things and start learning about who your father is. Learn about the Lord Jesus Christ. Learn about who you are in Christ. Learn about these things. And then you will be able to answer that question as to why. Are you serving God? The Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith, and you and I are admonished to walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world, for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it.
Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.